the Bible has just came to life. You feel the presence of God, but you also hear the presence of God. On the ground, there's so many stories that I can share with you. The impact that pastors had on me. Obviously, the Bible is this ancient text. I got sucked into the Bible now, and I'm about to play my role. Welcome to Passages Voice. Short interviews from the many voices of Passages. From the ones that make the magic happen behind the scenes, to the real heroes of our program, our alumni. Hey, friends and family of Passages, I'm Luke Agassi, the Associate Director of Leadership Development, and I'm here with Mina Abdelmalik, and he is an Associate Fellow at the Felis Project. Mina advocates for pluralism in Egypt and solidarity with the Coptic community. Mina is also a Copt himself. Mina, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for coming out and talking with us today. We're actually going to have a brief conversation with hopes that you, our community, and our listeners can walk away edified and informed from this interview. So, Mina, let's just jump right in. Why don't you just talk a little bit about yourself, your background, your story, and what you're involved with today? Um, so, thanks for having me. Um, so, I was born and raised in Egypt, um, went to law school in Egypt, and I worked in uh, human rights issues focus on the Coptic question in Egypt. Um, Coptics are the Christians of Egypt and they are uh, a small minority. Uh, it's the, uh, we are the native uh, Egyptians. We consider ourselves like Egyptians uh, first. And um, we have been facing different type of persecutions for so many years now. Uh, things from like political exclusion uh, to uh, mob attacks on, on the churches and mm -hmm. the Coptic communities. Very well. So let's kind of rewind for you uh, a little bit here. Uh, kind of want to delve into the story of Mina uh, per se. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about your formative years? So the years in which you were growing up, um, maybe your years in Egypt uh, as you were growing up then, uh, where specifically in Egypt did you grow up, and, and how did those formative years as a collective shape you? Oh, man. Uh, so I was born and raised in Cairo, uh, the capital of Egypt. And um, it's interesting because see, as a Copt, you kind of face persecutions in different and discrimination in different uh, phases of life. Um, and somehow, because of this long history, it kind of become part of DNA, your, your DNA being like persecution, discrimination. Um, but I think I think what it changed me completely was um, when I was in high school, I saw a videotape of um, of a, a massacre that took place in in southern Egypt in in a village called Kush in two thousand, and as a result, twenty three cops were killed or massacred uh, women, children, and, and elders. Um, and there's something about watching this video that um, kind of clicked to me right away that there's something fundamentally wrong here. And um, it's one of these things that once you see it, you cannot unsee it. And um, even though that my parents uh, were hoping that I, you know, I finish high school, I go like a business school, and then I take uh, over the family business, but um, at this point I realized that I think I have a different call and uh, I went to law school as a result uh, because I, I I knew that 
our struggle as Coptic community um, it's, it's a long-term process and the legal aspect of this will, will be very important um, and that's why I went to law school and that's why I didn't end up didn't work in the family business but rather mm-hmm. in the civil society in Egypt before the revolution and after the revolution awesome now you did mention that you went to law school you're pursuing civil service in the legal realm in Egypt and we talked a little bit about it before the interview why don't you kind of flesh that out for us a little bit here uh, about your legal work and um, in advocating for the Coptic community in Egypt Um, and you said that the video kind of uh, prompted you to do that but on, on a more big picture level why are you being prompted today even to do so now uh, through your legal realm and through your other realms of influence and responsibility? Um, you know, things doesn't change uh, by itself. Like, you've got to work. And there is a there is a Jewish say that if not now, when? If not us, who? And uh, when you say something wrong, um, it's not going to change until you work to change it. Um, the, the, the problems that facing cops are um, uh, mostly uh, like the social sectarianism in Egypt, it's, in, it's the core of the Coptic question. Um, the legal work is just one part, one element of it. Mm. Um, and, and for me, I mean, what we are seeking uh, uh, as, as a Coptic activist and uh, me working and, and advocating for, for the Coptic equal right is basically we are seeking equality like our promised land is egypt mm-hmm. uh, we are not seeking a, a small piece of egypt to call it our own state um, every inch of egypt belongs to us and we belong to it and we wanted to live uh, to live equal uh, to our fellow egyptians from the muslim faith mm. yeah thank you that's very helpful so in your realm of work and advocacy so far, what's a specific story uh, that really has defined you and still defines you and what you do and why? Um, uh, story, what way? What would be a story of maybe someone you've encountered or... Uh, either legal cases that you've maybe taken on in your realm of influence or advocacy, something mm-hmm. that you've kind of come away with with a further sense of this is why I do what I do. Mm. This is why I'm helping the cause and my people in this regard. Do you have a specific story that you could maybe tell us a little bit about that kind of has further driven you to continue to do what you're doing? Um you know, one time there, um, there was um, uh, right before the revolution, there was some kind of a, a, a beginning of of a young Coptic activist uh, start taking place in in Egypt, mm-hmm. and uh, there was an attack on a church in in Aswan, that's South Egypt, um, and during that attack, following the attack. Um, there was a Coptic, different Coptic marshes. And I remember one time that I was in this marsh, uh, one of these marshes was in front of the, uh, the Egyptian uh, uh, TV and radio uh, building, uh, it's called Maspiro building. Mm. 
Um, and there was a German journalist, and uh, she was like, I found her lost and confused in, in the middle of the uh, the marsh. And then I I offered that I can translate to her. Um, and I remember that old Coptic woman that she she looked at her and she started to speak in Arabic and asking her, telling her like this, look, all what we need from you is to tell the truth. Um, that Christ, we are Christians for being persecuted here for, for decades. And um, if you cannot help us, you just pray for us. And it, it, it was very emotional for me because at this point, I, it, it's one of these points as well where you think like, you know, it's, there is a duty, there is, um, there is a moral obligation at this point to do something and to work and to, to push um, more further in this in this work. Awesome, thank you for sharing that. And lastly, with with this, I'll I'll ask this last question uh, as a point of action for all of us listening here. What do we need to know currently about the work that you're doing, and how can we stay updated? How can we be mobilized to action uh, for you and with you? So uh, you can follow the Philos. Uh, project uh, work on the Coptic uh, question and uh, I'm very hopeful that we will do more work. Uh, my goal with Philos is basically trying to build bridges between the Coptic community and the American Christian community mm. um, and also build leadership within the Coptic community that can um, uh, uh, take the, the, like the Coptic activism further. I mentioned that our, I see our cause, the Coptic cause, as a civil rights cause. Um, I see that um, we hope that we can have um, a leader like Martin Luther King to lead mm. our movement uh, to equality. Um, so, well, pray for the Coptic community uh, and um, uh, stay in touch with the Philos Project. Uh, and follow us on social on social media and uh, yeah awesome that's that's great those are some great pointers mina i want to thank you so much for giving us a glimpse into your story into your passion into your work and your advocacy for the coptic christians in egypt and uh finally i want to give a big thank you to you listening out there i hope that this brings you a little bit closer to the heartbeat of the middle east we hope that you'll stay tuned for more Mina, thanks again for your time. Thanks for having me. We really appreciate it. Thank you. For more exclusive updates from Passages on the Ground all summer long, visit passagesisrael.org backslash subscribe to Pulse. Thanks for listening.